You're listening to The Kylo Show, the podcast where we talk about how to keep your love on no matter what and why whole healthy families are going to save the world. And it starts right now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Kylo Show. We lost Ben. He's no I know, with Poof, us. just like that. Just He's like that. He's gone. He's just gone. He was there. For so long, it felt like. I know. He had so many series with us. Like a month and a half. I, it's kind of weird not having another thing. Block. Yeah. I couldn't see the Kylo show I know. TV for six weeks. We'll have to get him back. Yeah. He was fun. Yeah. He was fun. But we are we're on to our next series, as we do. We yes. end one series and begin another one. That's what we like to do around here. So <laughs> this one is probably, I don't know, it's one of the most... If, if if loving on purpose had a hobby, I think it's probably this. Personal growth. <laughs> Personal growth. Yeah, we, it's definitely <laughs> a, a a thing that we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the fun of it. Yep, for the fun of it. That's uh, personal growth is. I don't know how many different personality tests or assessments or whatever you call them I have taken since. It, it, you know, when you love what you do, you just do it for free. You just everybody. But. <laughs> We can't like make the stuff big enough, fast enough if we did it for free. Yep. So we have all these partners. That's true. And we just said thank you to them. We did. We. So if you didn't catch, um, we posted about. I think we we sent it out in an email, and our socials covered it a little bit. But uh, we just did our first thanksathon. Thanksathon. Uh huh. Before Thanksgiving. Uh huh. Yes. And so if, if you didn't get a call from us, it's because you're not on our donor list. Oh, my gosh. And my favorite is uh, how many people didn't actually believe that you were really calling them. I know. That I was know. Pretty, pretty funny. Hello. Hi, this is Danny Silk from Loving on Purpose. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> really? Is this really Danny? I got like two of those. That's it. Most yeah. of them were. I got a lot of voicemails, so I got a lot of. Well, we, we we use this weird Google thing, to, so it gives you a scary phone number, and nobody, you know, nobody, <laughs> nobody, wanted nobody to wants to answer that. that. Some people like are ready for a fight when they answer that, though. Like, oh yeah, uh huh, hello. <laughs> I have to admit, this is how I am. <laughs> if it doesn't say scam likely, yeah. and I answer, I'm like, hi. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. That's how How'd I you get am. through? <laughs> totally. But we had a lot of fun. We had lots and lots of testimonies that um, just our donors shared with us, which was really fun. So um, fun some prayer requests to. to add to our our big board that we have out in the office. It just kind of has all of our um, testimonies that we get from donors and different um, prayer requests that come in. Ben actually is normally the one calling everybody regularly. Yes. We just all jumped in and had over 400 people to call. Mm-hmm. And so our whole team... Uh, tackled it and um, divided and conquered. Yeah. So if you want to get in on this, that would be awesome okay. to uh, for you just to go to our website, lovingonpurpose.com, get on the giving part and donate and be reoccurring. You get in the $25 or more reoccurring and then you get in on the Kylo community, boom, just like that. Boom, just like and that. And that's, that's lots of conversations with us then. Yeah, and we have uh, people that are in the Kylo community thus far have come through challenges. So yes. they, uh, they're, 
Okay. We're ripping the top off um, now, man. We're just it's we're coming just, your way pretty we, soon here. People are just coming in through the new door that we just built <laughs> in the tent. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but I guess why we're doing personal growth, other than it being the hobby of loving on purpose, is that's what really the heart of Kylo community is, is, is a place where we are developing ourselves. It's a mm-hmm. place where we are um, have like-minded people coming together asking good questions, you know, we have different resources um, that we're going through with the community and um, just chasing after what personal growth is and what it means, how does it show up in your life. So a lot of the series um, that we're starting as of today mm-hmm. has to do with that's the heart behind the Kyla community. And um, I don't know that I would say, I mean, Love Your Purpose in a, a way is a personal growth movement. Absolutely. So it's a whole healthy families. That's it. Yep. So, which, if you haven't gathered, we are passionate about this yes. personal growth thing. So we love to chase after all the, I, I mean, I, I couldn't, even, I tried to name off all the different assessments I've done. And I just started remembering rough ideas of what it was, but I don't know that they all stick. That's yeah. the thing that I love about them is that some of them stick. For you personally, like they just click, mm-hmm. and other ones are like, "Oh, it's good information. I'll take this piece from it." And like the which Disney princess are you? <laughs> well, I feel yeah. like that's an Instagram filter, yeah. but yeah. Um, I know <laughs> I remember the one we did when we first came down here. Um, you, me, and Yari, and in our house in in uh, Rancho Cordova, and it was something like a color wheel or something like that color you and I came out as Katniss and you guys and then I was carrying on that banner in the airport and you kept calling me Katniss because that was the other name do you remember that one vaguely discovering you or something it's not it's similar to the Enneagram one but it wasn't that it was about colors and Mm. I just I can't find it on my computer because I was trying to find it the other day but I probably got something I wanted to forget (laughs) You got Katniss. You wanted to remember that for the rest of your life. Yeah. That's all I remember. Yeah, there we go. Uh, but it wasn't after like the character Katniss. I don't understand why, it, what that, maybe it was Catalyst and you guys turned it to Katniss. I don't know <laughs> what it was, but it was pretty funny nonetheless. So all of that. Well, but I think it's also God's design, personal growth. And uh, something that we've been thinking about more and more and doing and... Um, I actually have the you know the a book coming out not too distant future. Oh, what is uh, really about kind of framing a model around personal growth so that people re- remember it. And I've, I've been working in my consulting business with different groups uh, with this thing called Marvel, which is uh, you know we're going to just kind of walk through it on this series, mm-hmm. and I think it'll be useful and 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 point people to consider some things normally this is a you know a two-day on-site with a lot of folks that are trying to work down to some deep meaningful stuff but this is you know kind of a a 40,000 foot view but it puts together the steps that keep you moving along in personal growth all the way to how does your personal growth investment in your life end up affecting people that you love after you're gone? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, this is like a legacy. Uh... It would totally is as it should be. There should be some momentum that you've added to your loved ones and maybe even your community or your generation that perpetuates because it was really good stuff. Mm. You know, so it's a little bit of wealth management in a sense. Yeah, awesome. Did you 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 kind of quickly. Uh, went past the the you do this with businesses did you want to highlight anything there you just want to leave it a mystery on the table no no i i uh danny silk consulting Mm -hmm. does a a lot of uh, work with mid to large size churches and um, businesses that are interested really in uh, investing the kingdom into their culture as they export their products Mm. so a lot of it you know it's in essence, it's uh, establishing a culture of honor, I think, mm. is the tagline. But um, I've been doing that for a few years. Super fun. I, I you mean, do love it. After I your, do love your, it. Your day away in the, the office with Zoom calls, you come out and you're just jazzed at all the problems I, you were working on. <laughs> I know. It's just I could do it all day. I could do it all day. It's so much fun. And, uh, and, and, and it, it translates into helping my friends. You know, I just end up feeling like, oh, man, I just helped my friends a bunch today. Do you ever work with non-Christian organizations, or does it have to be a Christian base? Because you said bringing the kingdom. Um, you know, my I think my priority would be that we are, you know, expanding the kingdom. I, I'm not going to do any work at all trying to convince you to be honoring. Mm-hmm. You know, so I that's not my goal. My, I'm not an evangelist. You know, I'm like, I'm not here to try to get you to agree with me. Yeah. I'm trying to get you to be more successful in what you already want to do. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my sweet spot. So, awesome. um, I, I think that, you know, being an influence, uh, is, is fun to do in conversation and, and, uh, in a work relationship, but what I, you know, I'm not here to try to get you to adopt my core values. I'm really here to help you be more effective in the ones that I know work. So we'll see if it, it gets outside of this realm, but this realm's pretty big. I haven't <laughs> filled this one up yet. So, okay, well, let's talk about what this episode's about, which is the mission. Uh huh. M. Got it. It's the first first letter of Marvel. Yes. It's uh, it's pretty much identifies why you're here, mm-hmm. and a lack of clarity around your mission and purpose in life, uh, kind of puts your life on pause, and sure. or you end up chasing rabbits your whole life. You know, you just respond to the urgent, and you you kind of have a, a crisis management style lifestyle, and then when there's no crisis. You watch a movie, you play a video game, you take a nap, you just, you have nothing to do. Yeah. And then when the crisis start revving up again, oh, you feel alive and you're so engaged. And, uh, and a lot of people, you know, run their business like that or their team like that or their family like that or just their personal life. And they kind of bounce around from a lack of clarity about why I'm on this earth what my life's about, what are the big rocks in my life that I will execute every week, come hell or high water, yeah. here's what I'll be doing. Yeah. And so when I, when I don't have to do something, I get to do something. Mm. And this is what I'll be working on. 
That's great. I I mean, reading a Stephen Covey book forever, it's taking me forever. But I'm more visual, I think, than I am. So videos or different things kind of last longer. So your big rock analogy, I remember Stephen Covey did that. Mm-hmm. Video, mm-hmm. you know, the urgent and now are all the little pebbles yeah. that fill the crack. Um, but then he's got these big rocks and... And, you know, a lot of them have to do with the roles that you play in your in your life as a wife or as a mother or as a daughter or as a friend. And um, I just remember watching him do this illustration of, you know, giving so much space to the urgent and now mm-hmm. um, and you minimize the impact of the things that you truly do care about. That you end up leaving out of your uh-huh. life or postponing. Because you f- you you failed to fill up your life with purpose and meaning, and so these busy little things that are yeah somebody else's anxiety pour into your life and take up all your space. Yeah, which I, is a great analogy. When thinking about mission, of wow, you you are going to sabotage yourself. Like you mm-hmm. are the one that's gonna lose your momentum towards the impact that you have in this world mm-hmm. and probably looking back at the how much fulfillment you have of oh, this is what I did yeah because you gave all this space to and it, it I think um, you know there's a I remember hearing sermons and and various speakers talk about kind of how how your life breaks down in uh, Having a calling, having an anointing, having a purpose. Uh, I know that uh, I've heard it preached so many different ways, and uh, I know that uh, Brad Lominick wrote a book called H mm-hmm. Three, and he 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 kind of puts it into three yeah. categories. There's there's just all these different ways, but I think the the key thing that is going to begin to unleash your purpose in life is that you know who you are, your identity. You got to get your identity nailed. And the the clarity around identity really flows out of who gave it to you. Yeah. Like where did you get this identity? Because the the author of your creation designed you mm-hmm. so okay well i i gotta have that pretty clear better uh i better find a way to um honor that designer and so you know we as believers obviously we're, we're getting that from our father and that we're his his children and so my motive really is to be pleasing to my father yeah and my life is in obedience and submission and um impact Mm -hmm. with the gifts and talents that he's given us so starting with identity like you got to get that clear because if i'm getting my identity from a group of friends well then they've created me yeah so i live my life to please them Mm -hmm. and that's pretty low level yeah you know or you know maybe i get i or maybe i get my identity from uh culture yeah or job or whatever it is that has your most attention do it. I think that I spend most time, yeah, you know, yeah. all that. Which I, I mean, when we talk about your identity is such a huge impact of the mission. This is why I think 
the devil goes after your identity so young because if he can derail you from this such an impressionable age of discovering who you are rooted in where you belong it just like burns up a bunch of your fuel for what you were trying to do I, i just look at this derailed you are you totally are derailed and you know, you walk in this no man's land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that this, so going after the identity and clarifying the identity for young people, um, you know, I, I love young adults ministry and it, it, they should be just drilling identity like crazy. Hopefully they are. I don't know who's mm-hmm. in charge of our young adults ministry, but that's, that's what I, it breaks my heart. Cause you see all these uh, young adults, and I don't think it has to be limited to young adults, but it definitely feels like that's the, um, you have the most energy. Mm-hmm. We'll just say that. You've got the most energy when you're really young and mm-hmm. and you're, when you're robbed of who you are, mm-hmm. you just, it's like you lose the momentum of what you're supposed to be creating in your yeah. mission. Yeah. So. And you, you're, you're running on the wrong fuel. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you, we, we need to have an eternal fuel, yeah. not a, a temporal or a get by fuel mm-hmm. and just kind of, well, you know, the, this, uh, this car runs on kerosene. It does. <laughs> it totally does run, but not very well, but it runs. It gets, you know, it, it, uh, it's tearing up the engine and it doesn't perform near yeah. what it should. And you're like, yeah, why don't we get some gasoline? Sure. We'll get some high octane <laughs> performance fuel. Dumping in this thing, get it moving, and then so we go identity, then a calling. Mm-hmm. Okay, like uh, this is your design in action. Mm-hmm. You know, this is your your like, like if you've been designed as uh, an artist or as a pastor or as a pilot or whatever. You know, that, that's your that's your calling. You're mm-hmm. like do do this thing because you're going to be doing this for a while and. You'll find different um, expressions of that, but this will be your lane for quite some time, and it'll it'll probably morph it, you know, as you mature and or uh, maybe create another opportunity, another level of opportunity. Maybe you won't like. I was a social worker for years, and I, I we were involved in all of that, but underneath all that was a pastor. Mm. I just was doing it in you know the judicial system and working with juvenile offenders working with foster children working with foster parents adoptive parents yeah. um and working with the courts working with the district attorney's office CPS probation you know it was all that was my church oh, yes. in the weirdest kind of way but I, it really just formed me to then step into being a pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I think your calling is this, this thing that sets the, the course of your life. Like you are headed in that direction. There'll be lots of opportunities in there. Don't worry about getting pinned in, but, but fill that space. Yeah. And then eventually I think you get just more and more and more and more focused. Yeah. I love the story with you and John and kind of the discovery of be, you became a social worker. You were on this track to kind of replace him and his company. But that discovery of being a pastor mm. kind of changing your life and 
you know, which the your calling can change somewhat. You know, you were you had your social work church as you called it, but his response. I mean, you, you know it better than I do, but his response was really kind of so encouraging to, you know, if he had anything to do with what you were created to do, he considers it an honor. Yeah. John Tillery was, you know, one of my early spiritual fathers. Probably him and Bill Johnson are the two shapers in much of my early yeah. Christianity. And I spent nine years, you know, getting a master's degree, and and his company, Ramey Vista, is is paying the bulk of that Mm -hmm. and i get through that i get to the end i'm one year into my intern work and uh bill johnson calls Mm -hmm. and oh my gosh will you will you be my associate pastor i'm like oh gosh i'm on a trek here i'm moving in a direction i didn't realize it was the same direction billy graham could have called me i would have said no (laughs) Bill Johnson? Oh, Lord, here we go. So, uh, John, wow, I know you have big plans for me in, the, in this business, in this company, but uh, I got this call. Well, anything I've done to help prepare you for what God has designed you to do, yeah. I consider it an honor. Like, whoa, wow. Yeah. He dug deep on that one and really blessed us and here we are today, mm-hmm. largely due to that lunch. Totally. Mm-hmm. Which uh, even the next phase of this is the assignment, which those change. And I look at where we are now. I mm-hmm. mean, <laughs> I don't know that the, who you would call your church now, but I think many people refer to you as a pastor in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so you've just expanded it. But you know, your your identity, your calling, you know the same, somewhat adjusted and changed. You probably just got more in the right lane than ever before. Mm-hmm. But the assignments are, are just always changing. Yeah. And they're all... That's the thing that confuses people, I think, uh-huh. is that they think that their identity changed. They think their calling changed. Like, no, those two are pretty <laughs> steady. It's this assignment. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you working on right now? What What are you obeying? Mm-hmm. And and those those places of obedience come to completion, or they phase out, or it's time for a transition. Yeah. But people feel like they're losing their identity if they're no longer the pastor of a church. Yeah, you know, they feel like they're losing their identity when their children move out. Totally. Like, I'm a mother. <laughs> I'm a father. Yeah. My child. I'm moving with them. You yeah. Know, no. No. You're not. You're not. Your identity is the same. Yeah. Your calling as a nurturer mm-hmm. remains. Yeah. You're just not a mother with children in her house. Yeah, okay. You know, a father with children in his house. Th- th- these things mo- you have to you have to adjust in your assignment, or you're really gonna mess things up. That's true. We, I mean, we were just at lunch, and I think it was John that was talking about all the things that they're doing, and I've known John almost my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I I think we left at lunch and I said, wow, that, they're doing a lot. And you said they're just doing the same thing they've always done, just in a different way. And it just feels like that's the assignment. Yeah, they're assignment. They are faithful. I mean, he's retired. I mean, and they are just still pouring into people that need a father and a mother mm-hmm. in some sense. Yeah. You know? 
and even I think he said a few times, like, we're, we're your grandma and grandpa. Yeah. You know, because usually international people they're helping with. Or yeah. Something. I'm like, well, this again, so kind. So good. Awesome. Well, grandma, the journey you. of personal growth yes. has got to start with the mission and purpose and the reason you get out of bed. You've got to be clear about who you are, where you're headed, and what is in front of you. What are you responsible to do? Yeah. So good. Well, you know, we talked about uh, our our habits, if you will, of uh, personal growth here at Loving on Purpose, and we talked a little bit about our thanksathon and why we were calling people. Um, and to be part of that, it's it's really being donors to our and partners. That's what we like to call you more than anything mm-hmm. is is our partner in this mission of creating whole, healthy families. Yeah. And so. Um, if you're curious as to how to become a part of our partners and maybe get a phone call from Danny Silk mm. or me. It, it's like a raffle. It is. <laughs> My mom was making phone calls. There was all sorts of people from the team. Um, you know, if you got Ben or Christian, you probably had a lot of chit chat. Those guys were talking forever. Every time they got someone answered the phone, it was great. But um, really, it's just an invitation to to partner with us on our mission that we are really chasing after a whole healthy family. So visit lovingonpurpose.com if you want more information and the donate button's up at the top and I'll just lead you through um, really the opportunity to partner with us and that's really what we're after. So if you're interested in all of that we've shared, come join us. But we're going to jump into questions, so we'll see you in a minute. All right. Well, we're going to jump into questions. And our first question comes to us from Hugo. Okay. My question is, how do you stay true to the gospel? How do you keep your love on with your spouse? Um, If uh, she had an affair, everything came out in the open. Um, And during the period of four months after everything came in the open, of going back and forth um, about what to do and how to handle it, she could never truly commit because she kept contact with the person and everything I did was wrong. So now we're at the point where divorce is inevitable, um, but we do still live together. We have three children together. We're always going to be a part of each other's lives. But this period before the finalization of it, how do you keep your love on? How do you stay true to the gospel of Christ? Ugh. Yeah. Wow. Super painful. Yeah. Well, um, you know, you you sound mature in the approach, which is really like we are always going to be a part of each other's lives. We share children. And um, so it sounds like there there is that, like the desire to stay connected, you know, harmoniously connected for the benefit of the children, but also probably your own benefit. Like, okay, I've got to walk in forgiveness. I've, mm-hmm. I've got to walk in love. So it sounds like the, you know, you, you're, you're powerful mm-hmm. in that you realize, okay, I can stay miserable or I can, you know, uh, require a commitment to the person I'm married to. Yeah. Not getting that. All right. Then I will find the commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, Love is his counselor, and that he's saying, "Okay, I I need to 
direct myself like this and um, connections the goal. It's not something that I control, but it sounds like she may be willing to stay connected way out here, yeah. just not in here. Yeah. You're like, all right, well, that's that's where we'll be connected then because my goal is connection. And if you're willing, then that's where we'll connect. Yeah. And then I'll stay respectful mm-hmm. and I'll continue to chase fear away from my conversation and I won't participate in any disrespectful exchanges with you. So boundaries are interesting. So it sounds like you're doing it as much as possible. The problem's going to be when when we're this close, we're living in the same house together, yeah. and I know you're doing stuff that's breaking my heart, yeah. and if, if I wasn't here, I wouldn't know about it. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I mean, that's probably the thing to manage. And if nothing else, it's probably going to accelerate how quickly you find another place to live. Yeah. I, I mean, you went through the Kylo 5, which is what I was thinking about, was print those out, Hugo, and look at them every day. Mm. How am I going to be a powerful person doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, having a vision for the season is going to help you um, instead of living in such a place of uh, easily becoming a victim. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can lock onto a, a vision that you want to walk through this season well and that you manage yourself because that's all you can do. Yeah. It's going to help you just, you know, have better days because you've got a target that you're aiming for regardless of what she's choosing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then I would say have, you know, figure out how to get your closest friends close to you for when you go on the spiral to be able to, to let them into your goals and your vision for the season because it's it is it gets hard and yeah and don't painful. you know don't forget that there's a whole bunch of grieving that's happening totally. you know because you're you know you're when you sever a soul tie mm-hmm. it's not a little thing yeah and it takes time and it's hard when you're not the one choosing to sever it totally because it's a different form of grieving mm-hmm. um you know there's this place that settles in and and you're gonna have to be willing to walk through that process. It's not going to be an easy one. It's not fun to look at the grief, but that's what's going to keep you um, being the best dad for your kids mm-hmm. and and helping you be the best version of yourself on the other side of this. Yeah. And so I know that we are always looking for repentance in reconciling things like this from the offender, Yeah, but it's two-sided because mm-hmm. I have to repent also because... That injury usually leads me to either feeling like a victim mm. or judging your skin off and then punishing you. Yeah. So uh, either way, I have to repent to get back to being a powerful person because that I feel like I got hit by a train. Mm. That feeling, I, I, either I want to fight the train or I feel like I may never recover because of the train. My repentance leads me back to taking responsibility for what am I going to do? Yeah. Well, I'm going to forgive. I'm going to bless. Um, I'm going to pray for. And I'm going to continue in my calling and my my destiny and my my assignment. You know, my assignment has changed. Yeah. Like, whoa, you know, that, that's an illustration of that. Yeah. Okay. My identity did not. 
my calling did not. I'm still a father. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, if he, if he's hoping to be a husband again somewhere, then that's maybe an option. But uh, you're still a man of God. Mm-hmm. You're still whatever your calling is. You, that that didn't change, but your assignment definitely is changed. Yeah, totally. All right, great question, Hugo. We'll be praying for you. And remember that Kyla 5, that's going to be helpful. All right, our next question comes to us from Ansley. Hi, Danny and Brittany. This is Ansley. So I'm currently in the middle of some tension here. Um, I've been going to counseling for about a year and listening to your guys' podcast, trying to apply um, keeping my love on and uh, whole healthy families. And I'm just struggling to communicate to my mom what I um, have been doing to get to where I'm at. And um, she is struggling with addiction. And so it's difficult because I freeze in the midst of trying to communicate to her why there's distance. And I want to be honoring to her, obviously, because that's what we're called to to do. So I'm just curious on what you guys would encourage me to say to her in communicating where I'm at and what I'm um, aiming to do for my family. So thank you so much and can't wait to hear back. Mm -hmm. Another hard one just with setting boundaries with somebody that sounds like they might be scary or making poor choices. Yeah, this is the, let me tell you about me, mm-hmm. and then I'll, I'll listen to you tell me about you. That, that exchange of truth can help. Not always, because not everybody wants to hear the truth. Yeah. But it can help us understand why the other person's behaving the way they're behaving. If you just shut down, distance yourself and don't respond to my emails or phone calls, then I I just feel rejected. I don't understand what's happening over there. Mm-hmm. But if you tell me that you feel scared by the unpredictable response or reaction you get in the relationship, I don't know who I'm calling, I don't know who I'm texting with, mm-hmm. I don't know who I'm talking to, that unpredictable experience scares me, yeah. and I don't want it in my life. So that's why I am not responding, and that's why I'm not talking to you. And, and, and until you can consistently be respectful and uh, kind and, and able to listen to mm-hmm. things that I need, I, I don't have very many people like that in my life. Mm-hmm. Actually, none. Yeah. You know, one thing I've practiced with uh, Delaney when she has to have confrontation, she's not think on your toes type of girl, and, she, and she's still learning the concepts. 17, I don't know how old you are, Ansley, but it's still new. If it's mm-hmm. still a, a developed tool that you're practicing, sometimes I recommend to write down what are the key things that I need to talk about for myself. You know, I feel scared. Um, the inconsistency and what I'm willing to do, which is I'm willing to open up this relationship as soon as 
those things go away. I'm no longer scared of this relationship. So, you know, and then keeping, if you read Keep Your Love On, those iMessages, you know, mm -hmm. kind of put that on a piece of paper and figure out how am I going to communicate using this tool. Mm -hmm. And then little bullet points below that keep me anchored to what the goal of this conversation is. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, they do drive, you know, their flybys and they're dropping bombs and it's, you know, accusing you or really hurtful. And so those things default someone that, um, maybe doesn't know how to use the tool or isn't a fast paced thinker um, to know what to say. And so I know that Delaney's just practice. This is what I'm going to communicate. And it's, it feels silly, but you kind of just say it over and over and over again, no matter what bomb this person's dropping in the conversation. And, and as long as you're listening, I'll, I'll continue talking. Mm -hmm. But the moment you stop listening, I'll stop talking. Yeah. And, Leading with that. Mm -hmm. So I, I think helping yourself create a plan around this conversation. What do you want to walk away that, you know, you're trying to communicate and knowing I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to take the bait. I'm not going to participate in disrespectful conversations. Um, just creating a plan around that is probably a, a practical way to feel more successful in having a conversation. If people spent near the time <laughs> mapping out what they were going to do mm -hmm. instead of mapping out how I'm going to try to get you to do something, <laughs> sure. it would just be, you know, revival would happen all over the world. I'm telling you, it's just so amazing how much energy we put in trying to get somebody else yeah. to see something, to say something, to do something. Or, or the amount of time we give in the defensive posture of when you do this, I'm going to do this instead of coming, this is my goal. This is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. um, it is... I mean, a little bit of effort and planning helps you feel prepared in this conversation and helps you walk away going, I did a good job of of working on me, mm -hmm. which is sounds like what needs to happen. Right. And, and I'm going to I'm going to say I'm going mm -hmm. to. At this boundary. I'm going to listen yeah. for, I'm going, this is, this is my assignment. Uh -huh. you know, my assignment in this conversation is to Kylo 5. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good questions, hard questions, but good questions. All right, we're going to go ahead and jump into our testimony now. So today's testimony comes to us from Patrick. Hey, Danny and Brittany, this is Patrick from Australia. Uh, my wife and I would like to uh, give a quick testimony, or myself on behalf of her as well, about how the Kyla Show has impacted us. Now, we've been uh, listening to um, the Loving on Purpose materials for quite a long time. Um, we have been practising in our own lives studying the materials and living it out as best we can on a good day. Um, we have been facilitators in our small church group and it's such a privilege to bring that material to other people and see their lives change. Um, particularly the Kylo show for us though has been um, a touch point weekly. Uh, we are fortunate that uh, we have to drive 
to a different location for our work once a week. We're both in the car together. It's an hour journey there. And so we put the Kylo show on and we listen. We're in the car together listening to the Kylo show. Um, we look at each other and laugh and ponder when you guys bring up different things. And there's always a little gem, a little bit of wisdom, some gold, something you've reminded us again um, of the materials that we've always studied. There's always something to learn and we really appreciate the um, um, the personal testimonies that you put in from your own lives. Um, this um, ritual of ours now, for want of a better word, has really impacted our marriage. Um, we take this time apart and, uh, you know, feed ourselves with this material. And then on the trip home at night, another hour journey, we discuss what we um, uh, heard in the morning and uh, it's really helped our connection. Um, moving forward, we won't be making this trip anymore, but we continue to invest in each other and in our marriage by taking time out and listening to the Kylo show and um, discussing what that has brought up for us. And um, again, thank you guys so much. Um, it has been life-changing in our marriage, in um, our work lives, um, and, uh, you know, in our church environment as well. So um, thank you guys very much. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's good stuff. Patrick, he's a faithful on all the things that we yes. do online. He's always showing up from Aussie land. Mm-hmm. He is seen his name and the team all knows him as well so mm -hmm. he's he's definitely a, a regular and uh mom and i went down to australia in the, the brisbane area and we met up with uh, bernie godwin mm -hmm. you know whose book just yes, came out yes. uh, loving our students on purpose uh -huh. and he came to a uh it, it was like a I don't know if it was a Kylo conference. It was it was loving on purpose, probably something, something yeah. you know. And so we had a bunch of things. Well, he was there, and I kept um, I kept sharing about exchanging truth, exchanging truth. And pretty soon oh, yeah. they start they start saying, you know, uh, truth. And I said, what's truth? And they said, strong truth or straight truth. And I'm like, oh, that's great. So that became kind of a interaction point with me and the audience. And then um, one day I. In the mail, I get a, a coffee mug from Patrick. It says truth on it with a definition. So it's we have a couple of those sitting in the cupboard here it's and loving true. on purpose. Every now and then we pull out our truth mug yes. and we drink from it. So yeah. that's good stuff. Awesome. Yeah, Patrick's super sweet. His wife's really sweet. And I, I love the um, just the act of initiation they've taken to grow, mm -hmm. um, to lean in. And, um, you know, like he said, he's, he's been a student of loving on purpose. They both have for years, but, um, they're still able to find just something to take away from the Kylo show, which just really shows you how much they're willing to receive and steward and keep going deeper. So Absolutely. awesome. Great job, Patrick. Yep. And, uh. I think that's it for the first round of personal growth. There we go. We did it. We accomplished our mission. Uh-huh. We did. Uh, I see what you see did, what there. did there. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us on The Kyla Show, and we will see you next time. Mm -hmm.
Thanks for listening. Never miss an episode of The Kylo Show by subscribing to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch us on the Loving on Purpose YouTube channel. Don't forget to submit your questions and testimonies to thekyloshow.com. The Kylo Show is produced by Ali Armading, co-produced by Ashley Beck and Anna Hill, sound engineer and edited by Taylor Silk, and show promoter Christian Zamora. Don't forget, whole healthy families, gonna save the world.